0: Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast. It is Wednesday, July 26th at tigerillustrated.com right now. We are deep into our top 25 ranking of the players on Clemson's roster. Spent several weeks getting insight from inside the program. Various opinions on where guys should be ranked. Today we are down to number six. We had Nate Wiggins at number seven. So really getting down to the truly elite guys or the guys who should be elite. or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M, law.com. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service, integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business Needs. With Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at SoleroCommerce.com. That's C E L E R O Commerce.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experienced team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every Every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Okay, the ACC Media Days function going on right now in Charlotte. But the most interesting stuff, Clemson related, already came last week. We continue to roll with the fully uncut Audio from the sit-downs of the assistant coaches today Nick Eason and CJ Spiller. Enjoy, here we go.
1: You ready? I'm assuming somebody's going to talk at some point <laughs> in time. I'm waiting just like you. Go ahead. have you gotten over the, uh, the, that spring game? Yet. Have I gotten over? Uh, see, you poke. It as soon as I sit down, you poke the bear. <laughs> there we go. No, I'm not over the spring game. Uh, but, no, like at the end of the day, you know, I think, you know, it was a good opportunity, you know, for me and CJ to have an opportunity to, you know, sit in as head coaches. and So I'm thankful for Coach Sweeney for that. Um, but like at the end of the day, man, we got to go out and compete, you know. Uh, I know that there were some calls that could have been questionable, um, but you know we have to make sure that we do things that don't allow the game to be close. And, and there's going to be real op- you know opportunities as we go f- move forward during the season where hey refs going to make calls that we're not going to like. Um, but at the end of the day, we we, we got to go out and be dominant. Don't put ourselves in those situations uh, so we don't put it in the refs' hands.
2: As we heard a lot of stuff this spring just about Peter all the players and coaches. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you remember anything from spring, particular play, or yeah. anything about him an yeah. athlete that, that kind of leads to that type of talk, if you
1: remember any specific? I mean, the thing for me about Peter Woods is his humbleness. Um, he's such a great kid, um, and then at the end of the day, he's just been blessed with God-given talent, um, and so God has given him a lot of abilities that other people just don't have. Um, he's given them strength, speed, you know, quickness that other people don't have. And so when you combine that with, with him as a person of who he is, it just makes it amazing. Um, you know, he's going to be a natural leader for us. Um, obviously, there's areas of his game that he need to work on, um, but he's definitely going to be a really good football player for us and a great leader for us. So just truly excited about that. Um, but at the end of the day, man, no, no matter how great we are, man, there's always, you know, room for improvement. And so, but, you know, is he going to be really good? Yes, he is. And, and so are the other guys. You know, Big Burl is Allen, green. Um, they're just as talented and so uh, I've been truly blessed to have an opportunity to coach them uh, for Peter man just you know hey when you got a guy that's you know uh, you know, 6'3", 310 pounds of muscle hey you can, you can go and make plays whenever you feel like in high school and if you watch his huddle tape I mean he just runs through people um, but at the end of the day uh, we have some other dudes on the field that's around him now and so uh, it's kind of crazy it's like hey you know, you're trying to tell a guy, hey, you don't have to make every play in, 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 you know, every play in the defense. And so, when you're telling a guy that, that means you got a really good football player um, that can go make plays. And so, um, but for the most part, man, it's just learning, understanding our defensive scheme, and just learning our defense. Um, but he comes out every day. He's humble, eager to learn, um, always looking to improve. And so, uh, that's what's going to make make him great. Is
0: there any hesitation about
1: moving on? Um, you know, I cross train all of our players. Uh, to play, be able to play in and out and so he'll be tra- cross-trained just like everybody else And so like right now man all my players are gonna be cross trained to be able to play across the board um, Which makes it really exciting for me to be able to do that
3: how invaluable is it when you have
2: a freshman like Peter Woods uh, the veterans that you have coming back like Tyler, mm-hmm. Andrew, and, and Trey, mm. uh, you know, just to be able to rotate those guys and mm. learn?
1: Um, I think it's just great, man. When you have that kind of depth, man, you have an opportunity to win a lot of football games and be dominant. Uh, you know, I, I would say like Trey Williams, Peyton Page, and DeMonte Part. you know, those guys have really made a, a huge step um, this offseason, just improving. Um, you know, I've just been challenging them on and off the field, and they've stepped up to the challenge. Um, and so those depth guys, you know, are the guys that you know, I'm looking that I've that I've seen this spring that are really tremendous and blue that I know I got to get really, really better. Now, you know, Rook and Tyler, they've had a lot of playing experience, and, and you know, they got to be best versions of themselves. They got to come out and be dominant, um, and you got to show show up again this year and prove that you know, hey, you're one of the best two D linemen you know in the country. And so they got to show up every week. Um, be consistent throughout the season, and we'll go from there.
2: Where has K. part improved, and
1: what have you seen him do to make that? Uh, Demonte has just done a really good job of taking care of his body, um, just staying healthy, uh, working on his flexibility. He's really been hitting it hard in the weight room this off season. Um, taking some time in his off time, man, to just be uh, the best version of himself. I just challenge him to do that, man. But you know, you know, mentally and physically, uh, he's in one of the best spots he's ever been.
3: Yeah. How does that
2: change
3: the way you coached or
1: your coaching experience? Life changes. I think for me, it's just you know trying to be the living example for my players. I know that I'm not going to be the 19 version, 19 year old version of myself, but at the end of the day, I can be the best 43 year old man that I can possibly be. I know the guys are looking at that. You know, every day. So, you know, I care about them. I spend a lot of time with them. And so, um, in order to provide that leadership, man, I got to be the example for myself. And, you know, that comes with just being vulnerable, um, being able to express, you know, to everybody outside of being in the NFL and outside of being a coach at Clemson, man, I'm human. And so I go through, you know, human trials and tribulations just like everybody else. And so, uh, like, at the end of the day, man, you know, I've, I've struggled with, you know, depression in the past, I've struggled with, you know, food addictions. And so, man, I had to overcome that. And so, I think there's a lot of inspiration and motivation uh, for people who haven't to listened to here to want to hear uh, to help them get through some things. Well, we
2: were talking to Wes about leaders on defense. he
1: brought up as one of those guys. You see him grow as mm-hmm. a person. Right. Yeah, root man, has done a tremendous job. He's tough. He's you know fast. He's physical. Um, eager to learn. He's quiet. And uh, you know he's going to have a, a a really great season this year. And so. Uh, uh, Rook has always been kind of more and more of the you know vocal leaders in our room. Tyler Moore is a, more of a leader by example. Um, but I've challenged those guys to be better leaders in our room, uh, to you know, take the bull by the horns in our room and just and challenge everybody to be the best version of themselves. And, and they've shown um, that they can lead um, vocally and by example. One more on Peter. Uh, you guys lost the grade 11, gaining the
2: title of the grade 11. What
1: could
2: 11 mean from some
1: uh, man, hey, eleven just need to show up, and, and just like every other number, that needs to show up and just be great, uh, you know. But you know, I'm, you know, Peter Woods is, is going to be awesome. Um, but at the end of the day, man, he's got to show up week to week and just prove himself, just like everybody else on the team. He's got to show up at camp, man, and show that he can do it, you know. And so uh, he hasn't played the down yet, but I can tell you this, uh, man, he definitely has the tools uh, to be very dominant. He has tools that I haven't seen in a guy that's just turned 18 years old and ever. So, um, you know, he's very, you know, much advanced and ahead of a lot of his game. Is
2: there things that he's done, say, is there things that he's done in practice in the spring or that you seen from him that you're like, okay, that's a little different than your typical... 18 year old, 19 year old, in here.
1: Absolutely. Just watching them, in, you know, te- in our technique and fundamentals and our individual drills, you can see that the explosion, um, the toughness, you know, the physicality, the twitchiness. I mean, he has it all. Um, and so, right now, man, it's just to, for me to just kind of continue to help develop that and so that he continues to get better. Um, but you see it, you know, going against the offensive line, our starting offensive line, he had an opportunity to get a lot of reps uh, because we had some injuries, you know, across the front. And so, man, he, he, he got better. And so, I'm just truly thankful. Um, that he was able to get the reps that he was able to get. From your knowledge,
2: um, was it just his favorite number, was he kind of aware of a legacy?
1: Of the I'm not sure as, as to why he chose 11. You know, obviously Brian Brzee, uh, who was a great defensive alignment for us as well, uh, wore the number. Um, so I I, I I don't know if he chose that number just, you know, to follow in his footsteps or that's kind of been his favorite number since he was a kid. Do
2: you remember still- eleven. The- you remember a moment in, like practice or weight room or something where he did something and like somebody
1: older, you know, Tyler or Rook like, Okay. You know, like was there, was there sort of a standout moment early on? I mean, you hear guys whispering and talking about Peter. They they, they see that he's different, um, and they understand that you know the tools and tangibles that he had that he has coming in here. That it took them a couple years uh, to, to to kind of develop, and so he's more developed, you know, than your average. 17-18 you know, year old that comes into college football and those, those type of players are very rare and I think that's why there's a lot of talk around his name because you know in the Peter Woods of the world you know, that come in and being the person that he is um, are very rare man but like at the end of the day what I love about Peter he's just a humble kid um, that's willing to work He uh, come in man just just you love his spirit you love his leadership and uh, he's going to do an awesome job just as an ambassador for this team on and off the field
0: What's your evaluation of the pass pressure from the interior last season, and mm. I guess also
1: as a whole? Mm. Line. Mm. I just think, I man, there's always room to, for improvement. You know, we just got to be able to win with the front front four, um, and, and not always try to, you know, generate pressure with, you know, generate pressure on the quarterback uh, with pressure. And and uh, we've done a good job, but we can always be better. Um, if you want to, if want to, obviously have an opportunity to, you know, to go on a run and, and to win, you know, game by game, man. Our guys got to be able to show up and just win the one on ones, and and we and those guys have been working really, really hard this offseason season, you know, as a group to get that done. When you look back at the
2: that you wanted to check by this point in the offseason. Uh, is there anything
1: this group has done to surprise you? Uh, you know, I just think they've done a better job of just studying and studying tape and just spending more time together and just bonding as a unit. Um, you know, some of the great defensive lines that I've been a part of and that I've coached, you know, in the NFL, and then obviously I'm just going into my third year in college football. Man, those guys are kind of united and bonded off the field. And so I think they've done a good job of spending a lot of time with each other, um, getting to know each other, because it's different when you step on the field. It's not just your teammates, it's your, it's your brother.
0: Coach, everyone speaks about your-
2: Mm-hmm. Can you share with us a little bit about the origins of that? Those mm-hmm. pieces that made you who you are.
1: Um, I just think it comes from being raised in the home by my grandfather. Uh, you know, uh, Bishop James Holland, uh, obviously passed away about 12 years ago, and so I've, I've learned my leadership. I, I kind of had that example in the home. Um, you know, my, as a young man, and so I'm truly appreciative of that to my mom as well. Uh, who lost a fight at at, uh, at the age of 50 from breast cancer about 10 years ago, uh, Iris Wilcox, and to my grandmother. And So those three people uh, have taught me how to lead and, and, and taught me how to be uh, a servant leadership, and, and just you know really uh, always have prayed that you know I remain humble and that God give me favor. And so like at the end of the day, man, it's it's really about uh, how many lives that I can affect and that I can change, um, and, you know, because you know everybody can't coach forever and you can't play the game forever. And so, you know, but at the end of the day, man, my, my goal is just try to get in heaven, you know. And God's not going to care that I was a defensive run game coordinator or that I was a defensive tackle coach, you know. To, to, that's not going to just get me there. And so, man, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm kind and humble to people, that I treat people right, um, and, then I just, and then I lead in the right way. Now, the offseason is obviously an area where players can improve. What about you as a coach? Mm-hmm. What do you, yeah. do you personally Improve as a coach. I'm always, every single offseason, I'm always trying to develop. You know, I, and regardless of what people think I know or regardless how well my players uh, play, there's always room for improvement. And so for me, that comes to taking care of my body, that comes with, you know, going to coaching seminars, you know, learning things from high school coaches, college coaches, pro coaches. And so, man, I, I challenge myself every single year um, to meet with coaches, to get coaches on a Zoom, and, and just maybe look at my individual drills. Maybe um, the verbiage in, or, that I'm using is it could be changed, or maybe there's some keywords I need to use to help my players get better. And so, I, I continue to keep that mindset and never become comfortable and think that I've arrived as a coach, or to think that I got all the answers because I don't. And I think that's how I can continue to stay a good coach is by continuing to develop myself every offseason, season, both physically and mentally
2: good, too. Oh, uh, thank you. you. You tweeted earlier this spring, or maybe a summer, I forget what it was, and yeah. broke up with a little debbie. Yeah, yeah. And were you surprised at all by, there was tons of interaction yeah. on that, and people sharing their own
1: stories. Absolutely. Not surprised. I think a lot of times, you know, uh, people are um, really excited to see my vulnerability and be able to talk about real-life problems that we all are going through. Uh, you know, and like I said, you know, people look at where I'm at now. Um, They see, you know, the Super Bowls, they see the NFL coaches. they see the college coaches. But at the end of the day, man, I'm just human. And so I struggle with a lot of things. And there are a lot of people that are struggling with a lot of, you know, uh, things that I've struggled with. And so I've been allowing myself to be vulnerable and share, you know, the experience with people so they can see my authenticity and just be able to help them overcome a lot of things because we're all fighting and battling something in our minds even though we don't want to sometimes admit to that, but we all struggle with different things. And so um, it's good for me to to see people that are excited and excited for me that are motivated, um, you know, by my weight loss journey. And it it gives me a sense of accountability to know that, hey, I got thousands of people that I put that I'm trying to lose weight, and so man, it helps keep me accountable, but I love it, I'm excited, you know, and uh, I love the energy, love the positive energy. I'm
2: sure that vulnerability goes a long way for as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, for me, it's allowed me, to, what's allowed me to be uh, very effective as a coach with my players is, is sharing my experience with them, not the things that I've done or that I've accomplished and you know who I coach in the NFL, but those moments where I wasn't in a good place and things that I have overcome. And so um, that allows them to uh, break down those barriers where they're willing to communicate with me um, just about life. And and, and, and and so with that being said, I'm able to coach my players hard um, because they know I care about them as men and, and they know what's underneath that. When Hey, when we're in this building, it's about football. When we're outside this building, man, it's about life. How your family's doing, you know. Uh, you know how your grades. You know how's your. You know uh, your mom and your dad. You know what's on your plans for the summer. And so, you know, it's not always just football. And that's not what it's about. And so, you got to be able to connect with your uh, players on a uh, personal level, and able to be able to do that, um, you have to be vulnerable, and you have to tell them the truth about some things that you've been through. Was there a person in your life
2: a coach, that showed you mm-hmm. that it was okay to be vulnerable because? Mm-hmm. I witnessed
1: it has been that way from back. Yeah, so, like, at the end of the day, um, no. I think I've learned this from, you know, my grandfather who was a pastor and um, my grandmother, and so, uh, you know, it wasn't from a coach, but I've had a lot of great coaches, you know, Mark Stroud, Kevin Hill, uh, you know, Donnie Arrington, who are my high school coaches. Um, I think they've done a really good job, man, just in, 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 in you know installing in me a, a great foundation. Uh, of what it means to to be a man, uh, to be a coach, man, to love people, what it means to be a Christian, and that life is not always going to be perfect. And so, you know, in times when I go through hard times, man, I remember those lessons that I learned from my high school coaches that I learned from my grandparents and my mom. Thanks for sharing.
2: Yes. Wes just heading into his second year. Have
1: you seen any particular change in him? Just how has he grown as a coach after his first year? Man, I think Wes is going to do a tremendous job. Uh, you know, I, I think, like, at the end of the day, man, it's my job to that- to make sure he becomes the best version of himself and to help him. Uh, and that's part of serving leadership is not just providing it for your players, but also providing it for the staff and the administ- administrators and the support staff that's in this building. Um, I think Wes is going to do a really good job. It'll be his second year uh, going into the defense. Obviously, sometimes in your first year, you can experience some attrition here and there. Um, but I, I, he's going he's to be a, a, you know, tremendously better than he was last year. Um, just kind of understand his players, you know, as well and what they're really good at. I think he's going to put guys in in positions uh, to make more plays than what they made last year. So I know we're going to be better. And I think the players, you know, trust him more as well um, just as a coordinator. And uh, I've seen that uh, in in our players and just, you know, they enjoy being around him. We enjoy being around him as a staff. The one thing I love about Wes is that he he really, you know, uh, takes into account the opinions of other people. You don't always have defensive coordinators like that, uh, you know, but at the end of the day he runs a show. But it's our job, man, to give him, you know, different ideas and different, uh, you know, pers- you know, uh, you know, plans and things that we can use to attack our opponents. You know, at the end of the day, I just think it was all new for us—new for us as a staff together, different personalities. uh, You know, having to have my personality in the room, uh, which you know, which is different. You know, uh, but at the end of the day, man, no, we we've always been able to communicate with one another. Um, You know, game day, obviously, you know, you know, you can, you know, there's always some attrition and stress on game day, but that that comes with it. But um, I think we do a good job of communicating, man. We just got to continue to you know, be the best assistant coaches, obviously, to help to help Wes be the best defensive coordinator he can be. And so um, I think it's been great. And I think Coach Sweeney has done a really good job of, of challenging us as a staff to be the best version of ourselves to get better in, in different areas of the defensive game.
2: I guess we talk a lot about Rook and Tyler, kind mm-hmm. of to those top two guys with Peyton Page. How has he improved maybe to kind of close the
1: gap with those two guys? Well, you know, Peyton, uh, when he got here, was almost 400 pounds. Um, he's done a really good job of taking care of his body. Um, he's done a really good job just off the field, just being locked in in the classroom. And so, you know, e- education matters to us. I man. how you do anything is how you do everything. And Peyton's done a really good job just being accountable, and I know that's going to show up on the field. Um, He's worked really hard, you know, in terms on his body, just to remain healthy, his flexibility, his strength, um, he just got a different look in his eyes this year. And, and so I know he's going to have a really great season. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And so those guys like you know Peyton Page, Trey Williams, and Demonte Park, the guys that have been here for now for about two years, man, those guys are what's going to take us to another level, those three guys right there. And so I'm excited, man, to have the opportunity to coach them um, and, you know, as we start camp and, and look at their development. But I've seen it already in the weight room. Uh, Trey
2: Williams. It's just availability about it's just
1: now it's like Trey is one of probably the most ex- explosive, athletic uh, defensive linemen that we have in the room, and so you know Trey just it faced some adversity with some injuries, but he's always come back, and that's the thing that I've told Trey uh, when he's experienced injury because being hurt it, it sucks. You know nobody, you know no player likes to be sucked. I, I hated being uh, hurt when I tore my Achilles, so I've been there before, so I understand. And so, but I've always told him to say, "Hey, Trey, man, you're going to be the comeback kid." he's experienced a lot of adversity but he always comes back and so he's he's, he's coming back and uh, just truly excited for him but you know he's another ki- a guy that has a different look in his eyes this year and he's really really focused and so I'm uh, just praying for just great help across the defensive line you know, because these guys are going to be great.
2: You see a different look in the rise. Yeah. that the, was like the, chip on the in the yeah. practice. How is that coming-
1: um, I just, when I say a different look in the eyes, man, they just, it's just more so in the actions. Um, how they're approaching the weight room, how they're approaching the classroom, um, the time they're spending trying to, uh, you know, in the castle here to help their bodies just, uh, you know, recover and develop. And stretching, yoga, etc. They put a lot of time uh, into those areas of their lives, uh, and, and as, as well as just you know mentally and spiritually as well. And so, um, you know, you know, guys mature. You come in here, you're a 17, 18 year old kid. You can see some of the level of immaturity for some guys. Um, but these guys are going to the third year, and you can see the change. I've seen the change drastically uh, from last year, this year. But that starts with me as a coach. You know, I got to challenge my players to be the best person themselves, um, because they're still young kids. They don't know. I'm a 43-year-old man that has had a lot of experience, and so it's my job um, to help them be the best version of themselves as well.
2: I think you talked about connecting with these guys on a life level. you had a lot of that, especially in your Mm -hmm. position last year. Yeah. How difficult was it to get through some of the things that happened? Mm -hmm. and how has it benefited some of
1: these young guys you know it was it was it was difficult Uh, you know you speak of you know the the Brian Brzee situation with his sister um, you know that opened up a lot of old wounds for me uh, because I lost my mom to breast cancer Um, but at the same time I was a 30 year old man when I lost my mom I wasn't a 19 20 year old kid um, who was having to watch his 14 year old sister 15 year old sister uh, you know battle cancer and so that's a different perspective And so I empathize with that while at the same time trying to coach him to be the best version of himself, while at the same time trying to mentor him and pray for him and try to lead him through that situation. And so when you're close-knit like our room is, man, we all felt that pain that he he experienced. And so that was really hard tough for us, um, but we fought and got through it. And I think what made us, that helped us fight through it is watching Ella fight through it. And so, uh, you know, uh, I spoke about that the other day. You know, sometimes when I I feel tired, I don't feel like working out, I don't feel like going, man. I, I remember her walking, you know, coming to our ladies' clinic. I remember her being here at our games, coming to our practice, um, continuing to fight through it. And so um, she gave us strength, even though it was tough to – uh, watch our battle. Uh, cancer, Ella gave us all strength. And so for us, man, that's just, you know, this place is just so special, you know, because our foundation is built on Christ, and that's what makes us different. And I'm not saying that we're the only uh, organization, the only school that, you know, speaks about Christ, but I'm a Clemson Tiger, and that's what I feel here. And so that's what helped us get through those tough times last year uh, when, we, when we dealt with that. And so uh, I think we just we did a good job of just coming together, uh, being there for, for Brian and being there for his family. And, uh, you know, it's life. And, and so I think for me that I've experienced so much uh, adversity in my life, it's allowed me to be able to lead in those situations. And I truly feel like God placed me here at Clemson during this period of time in my life. Uh, to go through that, you know, uh, you know, to help Jeremiah Trotter, you know, who lost his mom as well from breast cancer. Uh, you know, it was a difficult situation, but it's, I'm in a situation where I can actually talk to him. And he knows that I can relate. And so, you know, when you're trying to mentor someone, they're more probably, uh, you know, persuaded to listen to you when they know you've been there and you've done that, you know. Yeah,
2: I Nick mean, is a unique place. Yes. Right? It's not everybody and nope. you guys don't want everybody. How difficult is it when you say, you know what, we can get these yes. ten five star yeah. guys uh-huh. all on our team
1: right. if we want it, but
2: right. we don't want to do right. that. We wanna we wanna build it our
1: own way. Yeah oh man we're just looking for kids that, that are, are just looking to be developed as young men, you know, on the field, that's looking to get a great education, uh that's looking to just to, to, you know find great life skills, you know, and win a championship while you're here. Uh, and that's what makes this place Yeah, we're going to challenge you in the classroom. We're going to challenge you in the weight room and all the areas of football on the field. But at the end of the day, man, we care about you. As we want to you, see you be successful businessmen, uh, be successful family men, successful husband. Yeah, NFL is a part of that, but it's not all about that. You know, everybody's not going to have an opportunity to go play in the NFL. And so, like, at the end of the day, what's most important, man, what's most important is who you are as a man and what you become. You know, from that, not about, uh, you know, if you're going to go to the NFL or not, or not about your stars, you know, because at the end of the day, we've had a lot of guys that that have been two and three stars that have come in and been great. I wasn't a, a, a five-star when I got here, uh, but I had a, a long career. I had a successful career here at Clemson. I had a successful career in the NFL. I coached in the NFL, and obviously I'm here now as a defensive running game coordinator defensive tackle coach at a, at, a, at a power five school, one of the best uh, universities in the country. Uh, So, like, at the end of the day, man, I try not to make sure that I get caught up into the stars, man. I'm just trying to find kids uh, that have the right fit. Now, with that being said, I want you to be humble. Uh, You know, I want you to want to earn things in life. But at the end of the day, I do want, when you step on the field, I want you to be mean. You know, you got to have that switch. You know, kind of like the Doctor. Jekyll, Mister. Hyde. You know, and then when you come off the field, man, you 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 you're a humble human being that's looking to help people, that's looking to get better, that's looking to you know earn an education. And
2: some on the outside, they want to pick these Clemson. You know, you don't use the portal all that much. You know, mm-hmm. do, do, do new college Absolutely. guys, things like that. And yet, you guys are defending ACC champions. Absolutely. Last year.
1: You know, we, we we're not we're not you know at the end of the day, we want to build our team from from high school kids. You know, uh, you don't want kids coming here and every time you look around, man, they're seeing things in the news about us, you know, getting in the portal, trying to to find guys in the portal. Um, And so that's why it's important. That's why our recruiting process is the way it is, right? We take our time. You know, we're always last to offer kids, but we want to do our due diligence. And so that offer, it it means something when you get an offer from Clemson. Uh, We're just not handing out offers all the time. And I'm okay with that um, because, you know, Coach Sweeney, that model has allowed us to be successful. And consistent over time, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, we, we're not just one here, us but we have a, a level of consistency of winning, winning here at Clemson, and so that's why I'm excited about that. You know, every kid's not a fit, and the ones that are, we'll get the players that w- that we need to win, and the ones we don't get, we don't get. And so that's why we got That's why I gotta be the best coach I can possibly be, so I can get kids here that I can develop. Uh, you know, to be you know great football players and ambassadors for this team. A couple of coaches
2: talked about professional development. Is that something you do? Ideas off of other
1: coaches, Ab- Absolutely. I just think, like, at the end of the day, you know, no matter what profession you're in, especially in coaching, man, you can never be comfortable and think you have all the answers. I mean, there's always room for development, you know, as a coach. And so, man, I challenge myself every year to attend coaching seminars. And, and sometimes that's not, all, that not always with high school coaches, not always the NFL coaches. There's some really good high school coaches that are out there um, that I've learned a lot of uh, football and technique and fundamentals from. And so, like, at the end of the day, I I think that um, it's really important not only to develop myself to help me be a better uh, technician and a teacher, but also to be a leader, you know. And so I make sure that I'm trying to develop myself as a leader, whether that comes down to uh, reading books or whether that comes down to going to leadership, uh, you know, conferences, et cetera. And so praying, you know, uh, praying and fasting, going to church. And so all those things help me to become a, a better leader. And so I'll continue to do that. Uh, we have an opportunity. We win the national championships. Year, you know, next year, uh, I mean, I'll start over and continue to try to uh, challenge myself uh, and, and to make sure that I can become the best coach that I can be, so I can lead my players. Who are
2: some guys not football coaches mm-hmm. who have impacted you?
1: Uh, you know, like at the end of the day, uh, you know, my uncle, uh, who's my pastor, Julian Holland, um, he's just been an inspiration to me. Um, he's kind of like more of my brother uh, because my mom had me at a young age and my, and my grandmother uh, raised me, so I was on a home with him. But he really ins- installed in me just, just how to work. Uh, you know, we would, you know, you know, push, we had to push lawnmower, we would cut the grass four or five acres at a time in the hot sun. And that's where I learned how to work at, at a very young age. And so I'm just really truly grateful and thankful to him. I'm thankful to my, my grandfather, uh, Bishop James Holland, uh, who was my, you know, my pastor before my uncle became my pastor, and uh, his wife, which is my grandmother, uh, Betty Holland. And so, you know, my grandparents are, are not going on to be with the Lord, man, but I am just truly thankful for um, how they taught me to just be humble and be thankful for the little things that I have in life. And, and I'm so grateful for uh, the little pink house, little pink house that I grew up in. Uh, I've shared that on social media uh, and I have a picture of that little pink house next to my desk just to remind me where God has brought me from. And so that no matter what I accomplish and, and no matter what title I receive, you know, like at the end of the end of the day, man, it's just gonna come down to, you know, what matters to God and, and, and how I treat people. You know, because at the end of the day, man, you know, characters is, is how you you treat people that can do nothing for you. And so that's that's what matters.
3: All
2: right, time for one more question. Yes, sir. I guess in terms of, you know, the depth of defensive tackle. Um, obviously, Wes is going to have a say in this in terms of like three defensive tackles on the field at the same time. do right. you feel like him the depth and versatility to mm. play more of those fronts with three... And
1: tackles. Absolutely, I, I think that we have the depth to do a lot of things up front. Uh, you know, we we have packages where we play three decent tackles, we play you know two defensive tackles, and so man, when you have the depth and the athletic ability and the talent that we have in our room, you can do a lot. Of, you can do a lot of multiple things. And I, I and like I said earlier, I think Wes is going to do a good job of putting our guys in the best position to win. And so we got we got the depth and the talent in our room to win.
2: Thank
0: you, Coach. Sir, yeah. If you're in the Columbia or Sumter or PD areas and you're in any way interested in buying and selling of home, Absolutely thrilled to have Willie Taco joining the Dubcast as a sponsor. The company that also owns the Great Freight Yard and Flock Shop in Spartanburg is run by Clemson People. And they have five locations for Willie Taco and its splendid brand of Fresh Fusion. Quick testimonial here. Recently took a party of 10 to the Easley location of Willie Taco. First time there for everybody in the group. Everything. The service, the cocktails, the food was just exceptional. Folks, this does not happen by accident. They do an amazing job across the board. The easily location of Willy Taco is planning an event with PJ Hall, so stay tuned for that. Easily address 5051 Calhoun Memorial Highway. The website is willytaco.com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith & Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced, professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-350. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Its office is located beside the Walmart neighborhood market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com.
3: Everything going well, everybody had a good summer. I had a great summer, I had a great summer. I was down in Florida for this extended period of time, you know, and I uh, went to the beach for a couple of days. Uh, so uh, it's, been, it's been really good, you know, I had a good, you know, get my 12th annual fireworks show in my hometown Lake Butler, you know, so that was great uh, once again. Uh, so it's been a really good summer. Uh, I spent a lot of time with a lot of family, a lot of friends uh, this time around. Uh I was able to see some people that I hadn't seen in a while. So it's been it's been really good and uh, my baby boy been keeping me on my toes because now he's up and running. So uh trying to teach him how to hold the football as we speak right now but he, he got the running part down. Now we just gotta get the, the the ball placement right.
2: Right.
3: Be a good man, feeling. that's that's a great feeling when you got them two guys. I mean, it is. Uh, but I mean, really, that whole room, honestly, you know, from all the stories and you know, being in contact with them weekly, you know, these guys that had a great a great summer. Um, I think they're uh, they're eager to 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 get back on the on the practice fields and get out there and get started again. Um, and, uh, and just really just see where this thing goes. Uh, so I'm excited about the, about the whole room uh, being in there. Uh, it's another great year for us to be better. Uh, as we all know, it's that time of the year when, you know, all the talking and all the projections and preseason, All-American, all that stuff getting thrown out there. But for our room, none of that stuff matters at the end of the day. Performance matters. You know, uh, at the end of the the year. You know, what what you do on the field is what counts. You know, uh, all the other stuff is what you have done in the past. And we just try to keep them blind. I I always tell them we try to keep them horse blinders on just so that we don't get distracted by all that stuff and just stay focused on the the task at hand. And that's just being the best group that we can possibly be for this team. Yeah, I mean, he's very versatile. I mean, that was very obvious from, you know, I guess since high school, honestly, because, you know, he can can return the football. He can catch out the backfield. Obviously, he can run the football. He's very smart. He understands uh, how defense try to play him. Um, you know so but he's still you know evolving as a as a runner you know because at the end of the day you don't want to get complacent to think that you know it all so he's getting better uh, on a daily basis uh, and then um, you talk about Phil Moffa. I mean that guy's I mean he he just puts in work I mean he's very quiet but he, he goes to work he does a great job taking care of his body uh, and I think he's very poised to have a, a big year honestly um, just just watching him this spring just got a different. Uh, looking as I got a different look in the uh, guy this spring, and uh, it's something that's exciting. So I'm excited about, about those two guys, and obviously got the young guys that just got here with uh, Jer's, uh, uh Jarvis Green, and uh, Jameis Haynes, and uh, just you know excited to see how those guys you know uh, do this fall camp
1: about
2: Dominic Thomas that had a nice yeah. spring game and, and junior had a couple nice ones as yeah. well. You have to
3: yeah, be, uh, pleased with what yeah. those guys showed. Very pleased with what they done this spring. They had opportunities to really try to take advantage of the opportunity that they did was given and they did a great job. You know, they still learned and Dominique, I mean he's one of those guys that, you know, uh, he's almost like a veteran honestly. You know he, since day one his work ethic has been you know top notch. You know, another guy that does a great job taking care of his body. You know, puts his all in everything that he does um, and then Keith Adams you know he's he's coming along you know uh, he's done a great job so far really just just trying to still learn this the whole college thing you know and, and to try to take advantage of all that and, and obviously not going into a different offense really just learning you know where to be on each and every play and uh, the game has gained more confidence uh, than what it was a year ago so that's always exciting uh, as a coach to see a guy that gains confidence over the years. So, like I said, I'm excited about the whole room. It's a great room, great competition, and uh, we'll see how this thing rolls. You know, talking about
2: those fresh faces, Jarvis Green, the in-state kid. Yeah. What's his transition to college been like, and what's just your evaluation
3: of him as a player? Just like anybody else uh, that comes in, you know, coming off from high school to college, is different You know, because the biggest thing you have to learn is about time management. You know, you don't have someone that's holding your hand and telling you when to get up. You have to take a lot of responsibility on yourself now. You know, he done that. You know, he comes from a great family. Uh, his, his mom's a teacher, so he understands the academic aspect of it. Now, he's just starting to get adjusted to the to the weight training because it's different than what he done in high school. The conditioning is totally different than what he done in high school. So, uh, from the from my weekly updates from from Shipley and Moffa, he done. Uh, He'd have had some good days, and then he had some days that, that he struggled. But, you know, you expect that, you know, considering that he's never been through a, a weight training like how we have here at Clemson. And then Jameer Haynes the same way. You know, he come from a great family. Uh, his high school uh, has a great uh, weight program. Uh, but the same thing, just still having to adjust to the Clemson weight training because it's totally different. Uh, so I'm, I've been very pleased with both those guys. I'm really excited about um, getting on the field and getting in the classroom with them and kind of just seeing, you know, where they're at as a player and really not rushing it, you know, with those guys. really just wanting them guys really just to take it one day at a time. You know, they're still trying to learn what building they need to get to, right? And so the football stuff, we'll get to that when, it, when it's time to get to that. Uh, but I really want them guys really just to get adjusted to the college atmosphere right now.
2: This is more about the trajectory of the running back position. Yesterday, I think a lot of guys didn't get the back. But the running back position, that running position,
3: is very integral. Pass blocking, yeah. catching out of the backfield, and doing all the running. Why is the position so integral to the sport? I guess you have to ask the GMs and the owners. Um, I mean, but if you're a person that's in football, if you ask anybody, if you take that position away, if you take the running back position away, I'm pretty sure it won't be too many successful offenses. I can promise you that. Because guess what? Everybody wants to throw the ball down the field, and you can't throw the ball down the field if you don't have that running back in there, picking up that blitzer, that extra guy that comes. Uh, so for the position to be like you say, deep value, I mean it's really it's mind blowing. I mean my, my heart's my heart breaks for those guys in the NFL. You know because I'd have been in that arena, and I'd have been one of those guys. You know you you, you put in all this hard work, you go out and have successful years like these guys that I had, and you you want to be paid deservingly for for what you got done. Right, and for those guys not to to have that, I mean it is just heartbreaking. Um, but hopefully, over time, that those guys will be able to work out their deals and, and get to their respective teams and, and teams to see how important they are. You know, because every day you're not going to find a Derrick Henry, you're not going to find a Christian McCaffrey, right? You're not going to find an Alvin Kamara. You know what I mean? You're not going to find a, a Josh Jacobs. You know, you not those guys don't just walk around on the streets. You know what I mean? So when you have one of those good ones or like one of those great ones like some of these teams have, you have to make sure that you're taking care of those guys because also it sends a message to, you, to your locker room too as well that, hey, we're going to take care of our own. So hopefully it changes, but, you know, I was already, you know, talking to one of the head coaches that, that comes here at Day. You know, we, was, we, was, we always talked about it, you know, and, you know, he always, you know, like, hey, listen, the running back position is kind of getting devalued. we got to get this thing back going because he understands how important that position is to a, to a team. You know, special teams that play up in the cold weather, you know, you have to be able to run the football, you know, later in the season. So my heart goes out to those guys, but hopefully they stick together and, 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 and stay strong and believe in what they believe in and then get what they deserve because they done earned that. And actually kind of leads into a question I was going to ask is people think about the air raid offense and they think about
2: you know, throwing the ball over the field but Coach Riley really teaches how important the running game is in his offense yes. have you seen that to be true in your yeah. time with him and one yeah. and of the biggest differences I guess in his offense in uh, Coach Streeter's last season be it the tempo
3: or anything else uh, yeah I mean you see it I mean just been running for a short period of time so far uh, his offense is uh, I mean it's very running back friendly um, and then you just go and look at TC. I mean, I want to say they had a 1,500-yard rusher. So you know, I mean, you don't just get 1,500 yards rushing, you know, not running the ball. So you know, it's, it's very, you know, friendly in that aspect. Um, uh, obviously, it's a very tempo offense. And, you know, you want to play fast, but you want to play under control. And that's the biggest thing that he preaching. then another thing is all about repetitions. You know, we don't need to have, we don't need, you know, a plays if we're not doing one play right. You know, so we big on repetition, making sure that we, learning the nuances of just that play, and then we can move on to the next one. So he's been very uh, strategic about how he's uh, installing the screen. And, you know, being very slow with the guys, not trying to just go here, not trying to, word to hold them down with a bunch of plays, but really just honing in on the repetition, and, and really understanding you know what the quarterback going to be looking at. So. It's been great and, and looking forward to, to fall camping and, and building on the, the foundation that we set for the spring. CJ, sorry to start no. getting but can you talk
2: about Jarvis Green and forward to
3: for him and where you see his ceiling maybe in his first year? Yeah, uh, well, I'm excited about him. Uh, you know, he's he's been great so far from my weekly updates that I've got from my older guys in the room just asking about him uh, over this last month or so. And uh, just like I said earlier, they he'd have some good days uh, with, the, with the training, they had some bad days, but you expect that because it's different, it's new to him. Uh, but I think, you know, as time goes on, he, he's going to be right in shape come fall camp when we start up, which is where I need all the guys to be at. Uh, and then I think he has a bright future. You know, he just come in and really just learn, you know, up of those older guys and really just soak it, soak up everything. I think he'll be fine. Uh, he comes from a great family. Uh, you know he's very competitive, come from a very successful uh, program down there with t- Coach uh, Coach Knox uh, at Dutch Fort. So you know he he comes as a winner, you know, so he you know what it takes to win, you know the grind that it's gonna take. So I'm excited to watch him uh, develop as a player over these next several years. You've got
2: a player like Will Shipper, his energy now goes to 11, maybe even 12. Yeah. How do you temper that?
3: Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say detrimental to the team. I would say, I mean, long as he's not doing anything on the field that's hurting us, like far as like getting personal fouls and penalties like that, I think the team feeds off his energy. Uh, but like you said, I mean, I I do a good job of you know controlling him. Uh, he, he's totally different than how I have to control him off just because of the energy and the passion that he plays with, the intensity that he plays with. Uh, so I kind of just, you know, I have my way of, you know, letting him, you know, cool off and then, all right, here we go, let's, let's talk. Uh, so, you know, and I think you have to, and to me, as a, as a coach, you have to know every player in your room, you know, and so you have to understand, you know, what buttons to push, what buttons not to push, how to calm guys down. So I kind of got a good hand on how to, how to handle old Uno uh, when he's when he getting too high out there. And then, obviously, uh, I think Phil Moffa does a great job for him of really just keeping him composed uh, on, uh, in the meeting rooms and on, on the practice field uh, and then on the game day. So, uh, But I love it. I love it. I mean, he he's everything that you dream of as a coach, uh, just the way that he goes about his business, the way that he prepares. You know the guy's going to go out there and give you everything that he has. He want to be a perfectionist. Um, he, he wants to, you know, he kind of have that mindset that, you know, a former player that played here back in the day had that – he want to he score every time, you know, and uh, it's great to have him in our room. And he's such a great leader, does a great job with our young guys, know how to push those guys. So I don't, to me, I don't really have to say much because he understands the standard at the running back position at Clemson. And he understands the guys that came before him, the guys that's going to come after him. And he makes sure that everybody in that room is playing up or living up to that standard. Uh, so uh, it's great having him in there and I'm looking forward to, to having another successful year and you know you have two guys that you know we butt heads it's, it's not always peaches and cream with us you know but at the end of the day he knows that it comes from a place of love and uh we we understand that hey man once we come off the practice field hey we it's over you know what I mean? we're not something that's going to carry over and, and keep lingering on we know how to uh, handle our stuff like professionals there. and
2: there's...
3: Totally different, yes, and I think you know that that comes with it. I think everybody, really, every guy in my room, their personality is totally different um, um, and, but you love it because you want different personalities in there, and you know you know Martha, man he 's more you know very calm, very quiet, but has great work ethic going to go out there he's going to you know his play going to be phenomenal when it, when he steps on the field uh, he's going to be kind of like that uh um, that caring uncle to the younger guys, like he, all right, Shipley, he's gonna rip him and you know get after him. Then you gonna have Muffa come in. I'm gonna put He gonna put his arm around him. Hey, I'm gonna love you. Everything's gonna be all right. You know that just you know, Shipley being Shipley. You know, but so that's who Muffa is in our room. You know, so he's like the caring uncle I would describe uh, in our room. And then you have you know the two freshmen that don't even know popular where Tillman Hall is right now that's they still trying to swim and keep their head above water trying to figure this thing out right now uh with, with, with Jarvis and Jameis and then with Dominique and you know and Keith those guys that have been here for a little bit but they still trying to you know figure it because you know uh it's uh it's one of those things where you know nobody's spared and I guess you were saying then you have you know you know you have Wise Seeger, Kevin McNeil, and Tristan Rigby and, Peyton Straco, you know, who just Straco, who just got here in January, you know, so he kind of know, understands the, the lay of the land, but he hasn't been through a fall camp at Clemson. So he, he's still trying to, you know, I'm pretty sure in his mind he's anxious to kind of see how a fall camp operate, operates here at Clemson. So I'm excited, you know, and then, you know, with the whole room, it's a healthy competition. Uh, each guy understands their role, and that and that's what you want. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they have their little way of having you know healthy competition, but that's what you love, you know. And you know, we we try to keep it at a, at a minimum as much as we can. But you know, those guys have their little way of, of competing with each other, and you know, I think it brings out the best of each other, of of them, and, and that's what you want. And, and the other guys in the room, they see that, and and they gravitate towards that stuff. So uh, it's been great, man, having uh both those guys, and I can't believe they already been here three years, going into their third year. and know, uh, time goes by fast, so we're just trying to enjoy the, the moments that we had together uh, as a as a group. And you
1: mentioned the personalities of Will and Phil,
2: and you know, even have ways to describe them and stuff like that. What's the personality of Garrett Riley from what you can gauge
3: so far, and how you guys have Uh I mean, I mean, he's very, you know, authentic, um, down to earth. Uh, Doesn't come in, you know, with the I know it all attitude. You know, comes in with, you know, hey, this is, you know, this is what I know as a, as a coach. You know, how can we get this Clemson offense back to what we know it can be? You know, always ask for input. You know, uh, knows what the standard is. Knows uh, has a great demeanor. Uh, can relate to the guys very well. And I think the guys love him. Great communicator. Uh, very clear on this message. Uh, so. You know, and so as a as a coach, man, you, you love uh, the, the guy that's the leader of your, of your offense. You love a person like that. So uh, the short stint that we've had together this spring so far has been it's been a great transition uh, for him, and, and looking forward to, to going through a fall camp and then obviously going through a season with it. And what do you think is your role to adjust to a new guy leading the shift? Well, I mean, I'm used to it. I mean, that's it's all about being a professional. You know, me having an opportunity to play at the highest level, you know, I went through different coaches, had different, you know, running back coaches, different head coaches over my career over my career that I had. So I was able to adapt, and that's what you have to do uh, as a professional. You have to adapt and be able to adjust to, to new things. So, um so, to me, that, that part to me is, is pretty fairly easy for me to do because I'd have been in that situation before. What are your on having
2: uh, uh, Mr. James Davis back in the court?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's been great. His uh, new form, and I mean, I'm more excited about him finishing and getting his degree than anything else. You know, just like I was saying earlier, out of the four guys when we was here, it was me, him, uh, Andre Ellerton, and, and, Andre Ellerton and uh, Jamie Harper. And all three of us have our degree. So he was the last man. And so I've been on him for the last several years about, hey, man, you need to come back and finish. I don't care if you do it at Clemson. I don't care if you do it online. But you're the last one out of our little nucleus group that hadn't finished yet. So I'm excited about him coming back and finishing. And, and he's just going to be another, another great set of eyes. I mean, this is a guy that's a top three rusher all time here at Clemson. You know, so there's not just anybody that when he says something that is just coming from old Uncle Larry over there or something. You know, This guy, he, he got some weight when he said something so you know he's been following he under, he knows some of the guys in our room so he's, he's still trying to figure this building out he's trying to figure out what what door to walk through and stuff so he he's a newbie too as well uh so i'm excited about having him though uh it's great having been around him for an extended period of time since 2008 uh our last year together uh, as players so it, it's gonna be a great addition to our room and like i said another guy that's gonna be able to Deliver a message probably differently than how I deliver a message, but we'll be on the same accord with the message. You anticipate him Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would assume that he will be with the running backs. I mean, I don't see James going and being with the with the tight ends, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, but he's excited though. He's excited about being back. I'm pretty sure the fans are fired up about him being back in the building. Um, so we we just grateful to have him back in here to be able to to finish uh, finish what he started.
2: Mentioned how having to learn the building, and I was wondering, can you take us back to maybe your visit to Clemson as a recruit, as compared to you know, the big summer blowout, the official visit that you all had? Yeah. Summer just in terms of facility upgrade,
3: everything to where Clemson was and oh, where well, uh, it is now. Oh well, I guess some of the, the older people that's, that's, that that have been around Clemson a long time can tell you that you know this what this was the soccer fields that we sitting on. I guess as as up today um, but I mean to me, when it comes to recruiting, every guy is different. Me personally. I didn't care about buildings, honestly. I I mean, everybody got buildings, right? Everybody's trying to have, you know, and it's great to have those things and those things are nice and don't get me wrong, but me personally, that wasn't my primary focus. You know, My primary focus on the people, you know, and not just here in the building, but the people in the community. You know, I, I grew up in a small town in Lake Butler, so that's what I was looking for in a college decision, and Clemson fitted that mold. Had Clemson been a big city, who knows? I probably don't come to Clemson because I had never grew up in—I didn't grow up in a big city. Uh, so, you know, each guy's different. Um, you know, and then you know, I took my visit on Martin Luther King weekend where it was no school. It you know, wasn't nobody on campus besides James Davis and Jacoby Ford and a couple more players. That's it. You know, and so um, college football just has changed since you know 2006 when I made my decision to come here. Uh, campuses has uh, changed a, a ton. Uh, over the years. But it's great. You always you need change. I mean, you have to evolve as time evolves. So it's been awesome. And, uh, you know, our program is totally different than what it was in 2006, um, how it is today. So, you know, uh, but at the same time, the message is saying you go and you recruit great people. Obviously you want to be great football players, but obviously you want to have great people uh, as well, great young men that you can help develop and go off and have successful a successful life, not just in football, but just in life in general. So, to me, that stuff doesn't change. All the other stuff, that stuff changed, but you know, like I say, to me, have this building been great, yeah, it would have been awesome to be being able to be in it, you know, and part of it uh, as a player, but, you know, to me, when I came and went to McFadden, I thought that was the best thing since sliced bread. You know, it was great, and to work out at Derby I thought that was great. Walking down to the practice fields from, from the locker room, that was great because you got a chance to really talk to your teammates for a little extended period of time on that walk back up. Uh, so, I mean, you, you just cherish those those memories and you, you lack onto it. But at the same time, you be grateful for the opportunity that these guys have to have a, a facility like we have here at Clemson. But to me, you really don't have to go anywhere. You know, you have everything here at your disposal. And, you know, these guys try to do a great job of taking advantage of that. And, and, and everything starts with Coach Sweeney trying to make sure that everything that he – that he does is for the players to make sure that they feel as comfortable as possible. So, excuse me, so that they can have a great college experience. So, to me, I love that. I love that. James, he was a year ahead of me. Yes. Yeah, he hosted me. James was my host. Yeah, him and Jacoby Ford were my host We, yeah, we actually, you know, once I left here, we stayed in contact throughout that all the way up until the signing day. You know, and you can tell that, you know, he. We was two totally different, kind of how Will and uh, mafia. Two totally different, you know, personalities. You know, he grew up in a big city in Atlanta. I come from a country town, Lake Butler. You know, you know he's more boisterous. I'm more reserved, laid back. You know, so. Um, but we kind of, we kind of meshed uh, on, on that first, on that first, on that first day of my visit. And we kind of just established our relationship uh, over that, over that time uh, during that recruitment period. And it kind of just went from there. Been in contact ever since, you know. Uh, so and I, and I think that's the great thing about college is that you're able to develop friendships that's going to last a lifetime, you know. So I mean that's something that started back in 2006 when I came on my visit, and it still is is lovely today that it was when it was back then. So, but that's the that's the beauty of, of college, and that's what I try to tell my guys in my room is that, hey man, you want to have a friendship that's going to last a lifetime. Some of these guys going to be in your wedding. You know, some of these guys are going to be there when you have your first child. You know, these guys are going to be there when, when you're going through some adversity. You know, that's that's the brotherhood. You know, that's the brotherhood that we try to create in our room. With that
0: said, what was it like when you heard him? He wasn't going to be here.
2: He was one of you. He's a Clemson He's a friend of yours. Yes. And at the same time, this is a business. Yeah. What was it like for you?
3: well I mean I mean your, your heart your heart goes out to his family I mean because like you said I mean we had to bend in that I don't want to use military terms we had to bend together a season you know and you've seen the grind and the hard work that he puts in that the outside world didn't see they only seen just what happened on Saturday but you know I was riding you know 24-7 just about you know, and I've seen the hard work that he, that he puts in and, and how much pride that he took in just because he was a former player, how much pride that he had into this this program. And uh, when you hear that news that, you know, uh, that he'll no longer be leading the offense, yeah, your heart, your heart breaks. I mean, you're human. You know, you have emotions. And know, uh, so that's kind of one of the first reactions. And then, you know, uh, Coach, when he comes in and explains, that you have to trust his leadership. You have to trust his vision. And... Uh, and you just go from there. Uh, but you know, your heart just goes out to, to, to Coach Street and his family, and then hopefully uh, he, he lands back on the feet, which, which I know he will. Um, but he's he's a great person. You know, outside of all the stuff that you read, man, he's probably one of the best persons I've been around. Just down to earth. You know, I always was at, He was always asking about Kate, which is you know my my little son. You know, he's always asking how he was doing. You know know is he is he walking yet you know so him him and him and his wife Ashley was it was it was great for to me and my family and you know i wish him nothing but the peace so this is kind of a random
2: question but mm-hmm. i saw dominique Thomas was doing squat, and will shift was right next to him just like going really yeah very intense mm-hmm. um, somebody messaged and said like is he going to have an aneurysm or something like that <laughs> Shipley in terms of that intensity, like, what's the most intense you seen in moments what is
3: it like when he's really around? I mean what you've seen in that clip when Dominique was doing the, the deadlift for the what seven hundred pounds, that's what I see on game days with Shipley. I mean he's he's a very intense player. And you have to have you gotta be in, you gotta have some intensity when you're playing this game. And you know, and uh, he understands that, you know, and so my job is to make sure he understands how to channel that intensity in a in a good way. You know, uh, because as a player, sometimes it can kind of lean on to another play, right? You get done with a series; it didn't go as well as you wanted it to go. It can kind of carry over. So my job is try to tell, teach those guys how to move on. Um, but I love his intent. So what you seen in that clip is, you know, what I see on game day or what I see in practice when we're doing a competition against the defense. That's that's who he is, you know. And so and you love that, and, and the guys they gravitate towards that, and they know that it comes out of love. When he gets onto him, but they know that he he'll be the first one to pick up the call if you need something. He'll be the first one to be there if you if you need to go get a shirt. You know, he'll find a way to try to help you do that. And to me, that's that's Will Shipley. Uh, so I mean, I I, w- I wasn't surprised by the intensity and, and the encouragement when I seen the clip uh, from Shipley. Um, But I mean, it was all the you seen all the rest of the running backs that was around Dominique. But that's that's the type of room that we try to develop in there, and that brotherhood of cheering on each other uh, to go out and be great. Have you ever been around another player, whether when you
2: were a player, a teammate, or another player? Coach has that
3: level of intensity, or is he the top guy? Uh, I mean, he'll definitely be up there, Uh, one of the top guys I would say with that with that top intensity. Um, I would say. Fred Jackson that I played with in Buffalo was a very intense player. Um, Drew Brees that I played with in New Orleans, he was kinda that way. You know, when it came to workouts and stuff like that, he was a very intense player. Um, so I'd, I'd have been around some guys, so but Shipley'd definitely be up there, top one of the top guys that I from an intensity standpoint that, that I'd have been around. How do you get him to the channel that? How I get him to it down? Uh, well, I can't give him a secret out like there because I'm pretty sure he's gonna probably listen to my interview. Then he gonna be like, all right, "Coach gonna tell me this." One, try to calm him down. he's he gonna try to count him. But now I, I have my little ways. Really, man, to really try to calm him down, to really, um, really keep him calm. I guess you would say, you know. Sometimes I just say, hey, put my arm around him and, and tell him I love him. You know, everything gonna be all right, you know, because sometimes that stuff can it can get. I ain't gonna want to use the word overboard, but it can kind of linger into affecting us in a different. And not a not a great uh, space from going on to the next play, so I just put my arm around him, tell him I love him, tell him it's gonna be okay, and that hey we'll move on and we'll go out there and make, make make the next play. Uh, so that's kind of one of the ways that I, I kind of try to keep him calm. Did do you
2: see him advance in that way a lot last year? You know, like the Pittsburgh uh, drop. That he did. Yeah.
3: That probably him yeah. Like it did. Time. It I mean, did. I I think he'd have grown from that because, you know, just because he knows how much that we practice on that play. And when we called it, everybody knew we got the perfect coverage. We knew exactly what they was going to do. And he just didn't deliver. But, I mean, that happens to a lot of great players, you know. So that was a great teachable moment. Like, hey, man, I I reminded him of uh, 2009 when we played Maryland. We had a screen going in it. We literally finished score, and I slipped. And I remember Coach Sweeney, he got on to me like, hey, man, you, you can't slip. You're a great player. You, like, great players can't do that. But then he came over like, hey, it's okay. I need you to move on to the next play. So I tried to remind him, like, man, all the great stuff had plays where it didn't go their way. It's all about how do you respond after that play. And so I think to me that's kind of the way he'd have grown up, knowing how to respond if a play doesn't go his way because he's such he's such a perfectionist that he want to he wanna be great on each and every play, which you love but when it don't go your way you got to know how to respond and know how to react when it, when it when it when it, does, when it don't go your way so uh he done grown a lot from that and uh, you know and I tell him I mean we still have all tremendous trust in him to go out and catch any pass that we throw to him you know you know it, to me our trust doesn't my trust in him catching the football doesn't go down just because of one drop <laughs> I and mean, this guy to made tremendous plays I mean I tell him all the time that that play against uh, Louisville that we just seen the highlight, him jumping over somebody, that's going to be an iconic play in, in Clemson football history. Like, nobody probably never do that again in Clemson football history. But he, he, he's the one that done it. So it's just little ways like that just to try to just keep him focused and let him know that, that it's going to be okay. Last one for
2: CJ,
3: if anybody has one. Nobody ain't got one. Last one. one. You'll uh, give me we're one. we
0: talking about, or we're talking about and the pros,
3: from college, from college to pros. Well, I mean, the biggest difference is that these guys, I mean, guys in pros, I mean, they don't have study hall and tutors and all that compared to a college guy. So they have more time on their hand compared to a, a college quarterback. You know, you know, up there, everything is about you know the mental game. You know, I mean, so watching film. Is all those quarterbacks do? You know, I remember being in Buffalo and watching film with Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Tuesday. You know him. You know we getting up there at 10 o'clock, and then you know i obviously I'm standing there for a couple hours. Then he's still there till seven, eight o'clock at night, just watching film because he, as a quarterback, you got to know what everybody's doing, right? You know that that just comes with the with the job. And so I think that's where the difference comes between a college quarterback and an NFL quarterback. Is those guys up there. They don't have to worry about going to class, and you know, no NCAA rules from how much time you can be on the practice field. In the NFL, you can be on the, you can practice as much as you want to practice. You can, you can watch film as much as you want to watch film. Uh, so I think that's kind of the separator, and then the game's just a whole lot faster up there on the, in that arena, right? Um, so those guys have to process information very quickly, and to me, if you can learn that early on as a player, it'll help you once you get up there. And that's kind of some of my message that I tell—not our quarterbacks, but some of my running backs—is hey, if you can learn this stuff now, when you get that, if you have the opportunity to go up there to the NFL, it just become like clockwork for you because you can't wait till you get there and say, oh, "I'm gonna start doing this now," because now you kind of put yourself kind of behind the eight ball. But eventually, you'll catch up. But if you can get get a jump start on it, it'll help you. All right, thank you, coach. All uh, right, thank y'all.
0: Okay, there you go. to Clemson alums, to former football players. Always fun catching up with both of these guys. Appreciate the support of our sponsors for helping make this happen. Also, thanks, of course, to every one of you for listening. Really appreciate it. Cheers.